Oh, well, what do you know? Bit of a quick turnaround, don't you think, for Podcast Fat Boy? I don't know, 10 days? That's pretty damn good for me, folks. I'm back. I'm pumped up. I've been working out almost every day. I'm maxing out my exercise bike, and I got a lot of shit to talk about. Let's start the show. Who's a fat boy? And here we are. How's it going, everybody? Is everyone doing well? Is everyone doing great? Because, you know, I am. I just got the uh, cell phone charger port fixed, replaced on my phone, so I'm able to use the old-style recording right now. I am in the Charlotte Bucket studio. We are, like, almost exactly one month away from when we are moving out of the Charlie Bucket studio. So I, I got to get my time in here, right? Because this room will not exist as as the classic CBS type of environment for the new owners. This is going to apparently just turn into a laundry room, a mudroom, somewhere to come in after you're playing with your 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 paper goddamn boats in the streams on the street, trying not to get them caught in the grate so that Pennywise that clown takes a little bite off of those kids' arms. Uh, so you come in and you take off your raincoat, okay? There's no Pennywise. Don't worry about it. He's he's, he's not going to... I mean, it, 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 there's always a possibility. I, I don't mean ill will for the new owners. It's just something that, you know, uh, 1% of me does. Yeah, I do hope that their kids get their arms bitten off by uh, a crazed clown ghost type of monster. And that's just me. You know, you, you can, you, can uh, you know, if you're in this situation and you're getting evicted and thrown to the streets at the exact same fucking time that you are being married, then, uh, you know, you can uh, have an opinion on it then. But until that time, Charlie Bucket Studio is intact. Uh, you know, we have started packing. We have started moving stuff to the storage unit, which is our new apartment, essentially. Uh, and, uh, you know, every day we've got... Uh, We've got the infamous Bubka. Bubka is uh, the owner's uh, f- uh, mother-in-law that is moving into our friend Zach's place across the hall. Sorry, Zach. Uh, and uh, she's here every day with uh, Naji Papa, which is uh, grandfather in Hungarian. They are here with trailers of shit, bringing stuff in, and they're making it their own with uh, complete disregard for us and the fact that we have parking spots that we pay for as well as, you know, uh, pay rent and have some, you know, we do have some ownership around uh, being able to move around this place but really it just feels like i'm in some kind of war ghetto right now we have our blinds closed all the time we don't want to see them unfortunately they're here all the time but you know this is the this is the back nine for them this is the last place that they will move into voluntarily in their life so uh i understand why they're a bit excited you know i would be excited too it does feel like home i i should mention that uh they are transylvanians transylvanians see my fucking love of vampires my whole life since I was a young boy watching vampire movies and of course the one time in my life that I get thrown out of my house it's by people from fucking Transylvania can you believe it can you believe my luck you know it kind of it kind of makes it a little bit nice for me I gotta say 
Yeah, so what? Uh, I do peer out my window at around 1 or 2 in the morning, hoping that a van shows up and, a, and you know, they're secretly bringing a casket down into the basement. But you know what? They're probably going to wait till we move out to do shit like that. I get why you don't want to bring that into the house with tenants. It can be a nightmare if you got a vampire on the loose. And I'm totally uh, respectful of that. I'm glad that they're doing that. We actually have the perfect staircase going down to our basement where they could get them in nice and sweet. There's no light down there i think he's uh if i'm talking about uh, dracul of uh, count dracula uh, he's uh he's gonna have a really nice time in here you know it's got a haunted vibe it's got uh, an old world charm and uh, i'm excited to see what the transylvanians do with this place can't believe it so excited to move back home and get married man shit is moving shit is moving Guys, you know, I'm busy with the shark fin. I'm saving the ocean. I am stopping the uh, killing of sharks uh, by, you know, doing the 3D print. I got a lot of orders in. I've got it set up with AliExpress in China. And, man, it's uh, I, I am kind of humbled by you guys. Like, I think a lot of people in Hong Kong, uh, I'm going to say around 10% right now, are uh, starting to think of the alternative, you know. But I'm getting a little bit of blowback from Greenpeace. That is unfortunate. A little bit of blowback. Uh, apparently, plastic is very bad for the ocean. There's already a, a ton of it. And, you know, when uh, people are done these soups, you know, they, 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 they don't eat. They, they're not supposed to eat the fin, right? They just it floats around and it gives you that power and that, that wisdom. So they, they toss it. And, uh, you know, shark cartilage, uh, I'd have to say it's pretty biodegradable. Plastic is not. So, you know, they've been, people have been seen skipping them across the ocean. They're turning into skipping stones now. So I got to change the ingredients essentially to the to the shark fins for the soup. And uh, I've talked to a few scientists that I employ here at the podcast. And uh, they said, well, why don't you just take the essentially molecular ingredient that makes edible undies and turn that into a shark fin for the soup? Doesn't have to be flavored. I'm not talking about fucking cherry flavored shark fins here. Okay. And uh, there's nothing, you won't even know it's made out of edible undies. But uh, I think that's I think that's the next move because the great thing about edible undies is you can digest them, so people can uh, the you know the the shark fin that is molded in, into the the shape of the fin that uh, they can eat it if they want. They don't have to just kind of sip around it like they do with the real shark fins. Okay, so I got the edible undies recipe going. It will be plain, uh, you know what? But I've been told you know I can put a bit of a lemongrass maybe uh, or a miso uh, flavor into it. But I'm not going to do, don't worry, it won't be any cherry, blueberry, you know, that stuff that you're going to find at the condom shack down on Queen Street, okay? Is the condom shack still there in Toronto? I don't know if, I, I don't think anybody from Toronto actually listens to this, so I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to do some poking around on Google Maps to see if it's still there. But, uh, yes, continue your orders, just going to change that up a bit, be better for the ocean, thank God. I think already, already. There's been a decrease in the killing of sharks for their fins for this stupid fucking bowl of soup that is ruining the uh, uh, world. <laughs> Moving on. Kids are growing horns. Okay. This really freaked me out for a couple of weeks. Did you guys, I, I wanted to talk about it on the last one, but I forgot. I had too much, I had to, you know, go too far in the past because I was talking about the South Carolina episode I didn't do. And, uh, 
so kids are growing horns on their head because of, uh, you know, they're getting uh, smartphones when they're really young. And apparently there's like a bone at the back of their head that is starting to grow essentially a little horn. It's going to, you know, pops out and you got a cute little horn back there. Kind of like a, uh, you know, a calloused rat tail, but a little bit higher, more of a top bun. And uh, I got worried about it for a second, too, because, you know, I've got a point at the back of my head. And I was like, shit, do I have the horn? Do, does is it over time even for adults can we get the fucking cell phone horn and uh, I don't think that is though I think that's just the normal you know point uh, people have you know it's like uh, Uncle Phil you know the spot where Uncle Phil's like back fat of his head like folds over has a crease it's like right over there so I think it's just a part of my my skull cap here because I I, uh, I felt a friend's <laughs> Uh, the back of his head and he has this little point here too not quite a horn just a bit of a point but it got me like worried and i was like you know i was starting to feel a little self-conscious about this goddamn thing but i think uh you know when i was a kid uh cell phones yes existed but we didn't have smartphones um i think i was in grade nine when cell phones came around and we were never on them you know like it was like kind of an emergency thing nobody ever texted you know there was no internet it was just like you made calls and you couldn't make calls in class so you never fucking touched the thing it was always in my bag it was a fucking nokia 101 it was humongous it was like a zach morris phone and uh that was it you know like i I don't even think i was a lot it wasn't like it was unlimited and shit like it is today you had like fucking maybe a hundred minutes a month and if you went over your fucking parents killed you so i was never on my goddamn cell phone that much but you know i got a new phone and and then you what what happened we started to get games on our phones we were playing snake okay i'm from the generation that loved snake Okay, there was a when I was in junior high, we would have uh, some computer class and somebody found a way to hack in through this shitty Unisys computer and we had to like reboot the computer and hold down a button and it somehow got us to this marvelous place where we could play Snake. And uh, we, you know, we were just sitting there playing Snake all day. Snake was huge. Uh, I hate snakes. I think I've talked about snakes before. But the game, I fucking love the game. Sorry, I'm spiking a little bit there. I'll try. I'll try to chill out. I'm a little fucking uh, amped up as usual because you know why? Because I'm fucking back working out again. I'm hitting the bike. I'm practically maxing the motherfucker out. Okay, like with, uh, I got on the strongest settings. My leg, my legs are like pistons right now doing my workouts. My body's starting to feel tightened up, but it's like, you know, the, the fat and the muscle, it's kind of like they're meeting uh, on a blind date right now. And they're, it's a, it's a little awkward and weird. And we just have to wait for the muscle to, um, you know, kill the fat, lean over the table, smash the wine bottle on fat's head. I don't know. They got some issues about, uh, you know, weight loss, weight loss plateau. I'm going to talk about it a little bit later on. We're at 10 minutes. We are fucking ripping through this episode, babe. But, uh, I know this is a place where I come to be manic, to give you wisdom. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, you know, it, it's hard. Exercising is difficult. It always has been for me, even before I gained weight. Uh, this whole podcast was, you know, about about me trying to get back to this 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 weight I had in mind. And, and now the longer it goes on, it's like podcast fat boy is this manic playground where I get to go and rant about for exercise and weight and and you know peer pressure and 
you know, body dysmorphia and the world at large. There's so much crazy shit constantly going on. And I can't tweet about shit. I don't like fucking engaging with with people in the Wild West. And, you know, I'm not someone who's in the Wild West going to kick open the fucking bar door and, uh, you know, start calling people assholes everywhere. And that shit gets you shot. It's the one thing about Twitter. You can't really shoot anyone which you really should be able to. Uh, yeah, I just, social media, I fucking hate it. I'm, you, know, I don't, you know I don't promote this podcast. This is a lucky find for you. And as always, as I say, per tradition, I ask that you take the episodes, burn it to a CD, and you know that local fucking abandoned warehouse in your neighborhood? Put it in one of the drawers upstairs next to some tobacco and maybe a can of tuna or something like that. I want somebody to have this during the apocalypse because, babe, the apocalypse is coming, and that's okay. It's just something we're going to have to adjust to, the apocalypse. You know, because you know, we're, we're, the fuse has been lit, my friends. So we're just trying to have a good time and pretend that, oh, well, life will go on forever. But it won't. So, you know... Boy, it's been a, it's been a, it, it's been a really weird. I don't know if you can sense my fucking energy with you know Bubka moving in and uh, getting married at the same time, and then you know uh, I'm at this this crossroads right now with you know commercials and stuff. It's too bad my agent doesn't listen to this podcast. She'd really hear my fucking feelings about how I I feel about the commercial world that I'm constantly auditioning in. Been finally a quiet week, which is nice. Uh, but you know I've been on hold for five commercials. In July, five, five commercials. That means that I pretty much booked them. It was between maybe me or another guy just needed some approval and I got released from all of them. And the majority of these commercials was fucking lottery companies. I am so fucking sick of gambling propaganda. This is one of the commercials that I don't really feel good about doing because I do think that this, you know, and I'm someone that does play the lottery a little bit, but it's false hope. It's false fucking hope, okay? You're trying to make it glamorous for people to essentially be struck by lightning five times in a row, okay? It doesn't happen. It is super rare, and yes, it could happen to you, but it's super. there's a good chance you could spend $10 million, $20 million on the lottery and never win fucking any jackpot, babe. So it bothers me when I go up for these commercials and they fucking stockpile them now so that they're ready for the bigger pots. They have these commercials that they'll just bang out, right? And be like, holy shit, these guys are prepared. Uh, so fuck all those people who didn't fucking want me in their lottery commercials. I'm sick of this shit. Changes are coming in the new in the new year. You know this is hashtag year 10. Hashtag year 10. This is year 10. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to be taking a hiatus from the commercial world. And again, I will say that I appreciate everything from the casting directors to the clients to the directors that have had me in commercials these past 10 years. But it, there's a time for an actor when you have to shit or get off the pot or blow your fucking brains out. So, you know, I'm considering all three. And I think that I need to take a little bit of time just to see exactly what I want to do in this career going forward. And it's never too late 
to uh, have a career change if that's what I'm going to do. But don't you worry, the fucking podcast, this manic fucking sideshow will continue. And I hope you are are, are enjoying it as much as I am. Uh, I love I love being in the Charlie Bucket studio with you guys. Um, you know, I should get Bubkin in here to get like the true Charlie Bucket studio experience. Have her, you know, under the blankets at the other end. I'll, you know, get something so she can lean up. But, uh, you know, maybe her husband wants to too. And then I just need one more person, really. I just need to get one more old person. Maybe I'll get my grandpa. That'll be a real fucking weird mix. Fucking 89-year-old Irish guy on dialysis. That'll be uh, that'll be a fun uh, foursome here in the, in the Charlotte Bucket studio. It's just a thought. But uh, before I get to, you know, like, I don't want to drone on too long for you guys, because I know you got a limit to how much you can fucking listen to me. I got a limit to how much I can listen to myself here. But let's talk about a couple of things that you just got to be cautious about. Have you heard of purpling? And I ain't talking about your cock or your nipples or whatever the fuck you think purpling means. If you're an engineer student and you're going to Frosh Week, motherfucker, you're probably making yourself dyed purple, okay? It's a tradition, and some guys, you know, they really look like a raisin out there. They're having a good time. Well, guess what? The fucking chemical that does that, okay? The chemical that does the purpling, okay? It's been found to cause cancer. So now it's fucking up the whole engineering team. I don't know why I need to talk about this purpling uh, stuff. I just think that there's so much dumb shit that we do when we're younger and we don't ever think about the consequences when, uh, what it means to us in the world when we are older. Okay. Like we have such a short sight span. And, uh, I just want to know that if you are purpling, may it be for, uh, you're an engineer in Frosh Week or uh, some sexual thing in the bedroom, make sure that you uh, research the purpling chemical, okay? Because that ain't good for anybody. You know, like, I know that a lot of this podcast I talk about, you know, it, it, for for a, a health podcast, it's really slid into this world of, I talk about how fucked the world is and the environment, and, you know, I'm doing my best with the uh, Edible Undy shark fin soup i'm trying to do here but uh you know there's so many there's nothing appealing about leaving the planet to me there's there i've talked about maybe before of how you know going to mars just being able to survive the flight would be fucking amazing it'd be a miracle with all the uh, space radiation and whatnot and and the, the distance the millions of kilometers you have to go uh but, you know, also, I, I found this interesting thread that uh, I, I researched it to see if it was true. No one talks about it with space. You never see, thankfully, in any of the space shows, people going through this because they figured out gravity on those machines, right? On those spaceships. But in the real world, piss and shit is a big thing up there. It is floating around all the time. Astronauts have got these sheaths on their dicks to to piss into. Um, They essentially switch to like a supermax diaper because when you got that fucking suit on, you can't just open a flap. Uh, You know, pissing uh, these vacuums that will, you know, essentially eject it out into space. Apparently that can be pretty dangerous. You know, if you're a little too early on pressing the button and the piss goes everywhere in the shuttle and if you're a little too late well your cock gets sucked out into the vacuum of space uh so 
Yep, there's been, uh, you remember like in Apollo 13, do you remember that Apollo 13 movie uh, with the the great Tom Hanks? And you remember how Bill Pax's character, he got fucking sick? It, well, the reason that guy actually got sick up there is he fucking was bathing in his own piss for uh, a long amount of time and he got a kidney infection and a, and a urinary tract infection. That's why he's swimming in his own piss in his suit. Okay, so it's all piss and shit up there. Do you want to go to fucking Mars and have to deal with that fucking shit? Because they haven't even figured out how to properly use a toilet without fucking... You you got diarrhea? Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, it's Maltese or heaven up there if you like diarrhea. Uh, Nothing about that. Hate it. Hate everything about it. Don't want to go to space. Um, I don't need to. Not until that it's exactly like TV, which it fucking won't be for a real long time, folks. Real long time. So I uh, just wanted to let you know about that. Just another, another reason why we need to really focus on planet Earth and keeping it healthy. You know what? I know I'm not doing enough of my part, but I am uh, I try to as much as the other bloke beside me that uh, does fuck all. Uh, but, uh, you know, seriously... Put some, you know what? I need the government to put in some stricter fucking rules. Put in some stricter rules, and I'll I will obey. I will fucking obey. Uh, another thing that really terrifies me is like this thing coming out about eye infections. It's because I have glasses. You see, yeah, not a strong prescription, but I got fucking glasses. And I've thought about the idea of you know, damn, do I need to get some contacts? Should I go get on those contact train a little bit here? And uh, people are forgetting to take their contacts out in the shower and they're getting like a fucking major eye infection where their like eye goes green and they uh, pretty much go blind. I'm not down with that. I've always been afraid of contacts. I don't like touching my eyeballs that much unless it's to, to rub up those allergies in the corners. So I, uh, I, I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a candidate for that where I would just fucking forget and shower or, you know fucking i don't know do do a handstand in a porta potty with my contacts on and just dunk my head to dye my hair blue like what what (laughs) i would be a really good circus freak anyway uh i'm gonna try and wrap it up a little bit soonish okay a little bit soonish a couple more things to talk about let's just talk about the weight loss plateau because i'm back on on the workout train, I'm trying to lose weight. You know, it's only been a couple weeks. I'm not really seeing anything yet, but, but I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot of strength within, okay? Feeling a lot of strength within. And I know that how it's gone in the past, it'll start to come off me a little bit. But really, it's hard for anybody to, when you're trying to lose weight, to lose more than 5 to 10% of your body weight uh, because you hit this plateau, and essentially, you're burning, your metabolism is burning like crazy. And then, you know, people are still working out. They're still trying to eat well. And then the weight gets added back on. And it doesn't make a lot of fucking sense to scientists. Well, I was reading this article on the CBC. That's the Canadian Broadcast Corporation. And uh, a reporter named Kelly Crow did a, a special on solving the mystery of the weight loss plateau. Essentially, there are, once you lose that weight, you know, I think there's some myth where people think that like, oh, the more fit you are, the, you know, the faster your metabolism burns and all this stuff. But when you don't have, when you, it gets aggressive when you're losing weight and you're exercising and you're increasing your muscle mass. But once you lose that weight, then it starts to slow down. 
that, me- that metabolism. So that's why people will just start to gain weight naturally again, you know, without binging and, you know, lose forgetting to work out or, you know, falling off that train. So they're doing, there's like a certain receptor in fat cells and they, they identified it in mice is called rage. I don't know why, but you know, who gives a shit? They, they can call it, they can call it whatever they want. <laughs> but anyway, so it, if they remove that receptor from the fat cell, then apparently it like will reboot the metabolism and it'll keep it burning. So that's the, you know, they've only really done tests on the, on the rats and whatnot, but it, it did work. The rat lost all its weight again. Uh, so that might be some kind of pill. You know, everyone wants that magic pill. Like, okay, what do I take to kill that fucking receptor and get rid of it? Um, but, you know, there's obviously ways to lose weight. It just means, you know, when you lose that weight, you might have to really change around your diet a bit and stuff too. You know, you might have to go an extra level with your diet. So I'm going to see how it goes. You know, I'm two minutes, two, two minutes, I'm essentially two minutes. I'm fucking two months away from the wedding. You know, I got a suit coming in from Perry Ellis. I want to make sure I fucking fit in it. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's good motivation to have that. Wedding motivation is great. You know, it does get everybody into that shape. How do you keep that motivation up, though, when something like this is over? This kind of event is complete, you know? You got to take that feeling that you're getting from the wedding motivation and just put it into your normal life. And that's not as easy as, as it looks, I know. But uh, I, I can this this mental feeling I have right now is pretty good. My spirits are pretty pretty high, you know. But I'm still kind of eggshelling it a little bit mentally. Um, don't know, you know. I could snap, you know. Snapping, uh, it's not out of the question. But I think for the most part, I I have a pretty good take on everything. So everybody, this is podcast Fat Boy episode. 20 no sorry episode 44 holy shit guys we got to 44 can't believe this we're gonna have a big live show for the 50th maybe i'll go to hong kong all my fans in the hong kong are eating the edible Andes shark fin soup that'll be great i'll do a tasting maybe i'll unveil a new flavor who knows thanks for listening guys and remember keep those fins on the sharks let's save the planet good night